Text Talks could not be prouder to be collaborating with Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies this season. This season is all about inclusion, all about providing a platform, and all about the music. We are teaming up with one of the world's most iconic brands, which, for the first time, is teaming up with one of the world's most iconic festivals. We could not be more stoked to be jumping on the Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies train to bring you an all-woman lineup for the first time across all our seasons. So remember to keep walking towards love, keep walking towards the future, keep walking towards music as we prep you for what's bound to be the biggest festival of the year. Head on over to rockingthedaisies.com to find out more about the future of music festivals in Africa. Get those last-minute festival tips, merch, and soak up every little bit of excitement that Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has to offer. Rocking the Daisies is just two weeks away and it's set to be a momentous one. Like I said at the beginning of the season, this is a revolution for the culture as Johnny Walker and Rocking the Daisies are walking toward the future and I am all about it. Also, have you seen what's happening over at the Daisies camp? They've announced H&M as their official fashion partner. They've announced Diesel as their official fragrance partner, Uber Eats as their official delivery partner, which I find very interesting. I want to see how that's going to work. And all of this is just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like Daisy's has leveled up in almost every way possible. So I thought I'd share some of my hard-earned festival tips with you so you can avoid any Orkies moments this year, seeing as everybody has leveled up, right? Okay. So number one, nobody wants to get sunburnt the first five minutes. They're on clear. So pack sunblock people. Oh my gosh. Number one. Number two, while we're talking about the weather, spring in Cape Town is notoriously unpredictable. So pack a raincoat. Yes. Pack your bikini. Pack three by all means, but pack one raincoat. Three. If you're planning on hooking up, yes, <laughs> people hook up at festivals. It happens all the time. If you're planning on hooking up, do it on the first night while everyone's still relatively clean, people. <laughs> Trust me on this one. And if you're planning on not showering, this is tip number four. And I know that this is gross, but you people do exist. <laughs> Don't shower at festivals. Why? At least pack Wet wipes if you're not going to shower. Wet wipes are your festival friend for a multitude of reasons, okay? And number five, don't forget to drink water. Guys, I know I sound like a hundred years old. And as I said that, my voice cut out <laughs> to make me sound even older. Um, but I can't tell you how many of my festival experiences were short-lived because I didn't hydrate properly. These are my five gospels, people. I'm even going to go over them again. Number one, pack sunblock. Number two, pack a raincoat. Number three, if you're going to hook up, hook up on the first night. Number four, pack wet wipes. And number five, hydrate. All super important. 
So this season of Text Talks was also especially memorable because for the very first time in Text Talks history, every guest on the season was a woman. And I also branched out and I spoke to women who aren't musicians. So I thought that it was only fitting to look back at my favorite moments from over the last season as we look forward in anticipation of the country's premier festival. Hannah, sweet, sweet Hannah. I think if you follow her on social, you'll know that this woman is Kelani's number one stan. And you best believe she's going to be outside that hotel in Cape Town when Kelani checks in. In fact, she told me the other day that she was considering flying to Joburg to watch her twice. That's dedication, people. (laughs) That's crazy. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I just really want to scale this performance up to like, you know, the size of the stage, the size of the crowd, the size of the opportunity. I want to make it big and I want to make it special. I'm not just going to stand there and perform the songs as they are. I want to do, I want to create special versions, you know, and, and really just, I just really want to tear the stage up, man. I want to leave everything on the stage. You know, my, my love of my life is going to be at Daisy's. Who knows? You know, maybe she might, oh, Kelani. You know, might see some, oh. some there, you know, gotta, gotta do some special. So she knows big what's spinach, up. Big spinach on patrol. Oh yeah. Big spinach has to, you know, I'm definitely, Yeah. I'm there. I'm I'm shooting my shot at Daisy's guys. I'm telling you now. I'm shooting my shot with full force. Oh fully gosh, knowing that Kelani's so in a relationship. I love her, funny. but it, I'm going to be there. Just know that. I mean, that video of you talking about Kelani where you basically like profess your undying love for her and her mm-hmm. music. I mean, on a scale from like 0 to what the actual fuck? How excited are you to be sharing a lineup with her? for Johnny Walker rocking the daisies. Be honest. Be honest. This is a safe space. To be completely... Okay, to be completely honest with you, I have not fully processed this on purpose because I feel like <laughs> if I do, I don't think I have the brain power to do it. Honestly, I'm like, just... I try not to to think about it too much because I'm really... I'm just trying to keep it together, you know? I don't think I have the capacity... I don't have the facilities to process this... I'm people who know me know that I love Kehlani, but like to be able to also watch her live Mm. is just a dream come. I've been asking daisies. If you go into those daisies posts when they're like, who do you want to see? You'll find me there saying Kehlani, Kehlani, Kehlani. And like when they actually announced Kehlani, I lost my shit. I was like, I don't even know. I just, I was a zombie for a little bit. And every now and then I kind of, you know, I go away for a little bit, but I come back. So to answer your question, I don't know. I I have no answers about how I'm going to react, how I feel. I'm really just, I'm trying not to tap into this unlimited, like a well of like excitement and I'd like obsession that I'm experiencing. This podcast has afforded me the opportunity to meet some of the most incredible people. And I can't K-faith amongst those people. She's so humble and smart and eloquent, and I could literally spend the whole day talking to her. But my favorite part about my chat with her was talking about growing up in a small town in the Western Cape. Let's take a listen. I, I grew up, like the area I grew up in Nisner is called Renendal. And within Renendal, there's an area called Highway West. And that's where I, I stayed. 
And um, it's very much like a farm space, like a farm community. So like even growing up, like there weren't lots of other kids around and stuff like that. So a lot of the kids I grew up playing with were like uh, the kids of the, the guys who worked on the farm with my pops. So, you know, like looking back at it now, I'm so thankful for that experience because that's made me open to so many different like cultures and languages and different races from such an early age that, you know, like a lot of people in that area from that time, like, you know, they're very much old school. They're still mm. trying to get out of this old school mentality of what South Africa used to be versus what it is now, you know. And for me, growing up in that space and being exposed to all these different kids from different backgrounds and languages and races and stuff made me realize, like, my parents' way of thinking wasn't like I remember being small and sitting down with one of my friends and she was a black girl. And um, I was like, hey, do you want to have some cool drink? Come with me inside the house. And we ran in the house and I took out two glasses out of the cupboards. And um, one of the ladies working in the house was like, no, 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 she's not allowed to use that glass. She needs to have her own separate glass. And I remember as a kid being like, why? You know, like we just mm -hmm. have a cool drink. And now that I'm older, I obviously, you know, I get it a bit more. And I think having that experience as a kid has made me the the open-minded person I am today, which allows me to be in so many spaces and not make people feel like, you know, they're being treated a certain way. Because since since I was small, I've always wanted to just show people as much love and respect as possible because I could see how the grown-ups weren't treating them with that same level of love and respect just because they look different or they came from a different place or they, you know, spoke Afrikaans a little bit weird because it's not their first language. Um so as much as it was a really not cool time, I learned, I think, the best lesson I could have learned out of it. And that was just that whatever was brewing back then was horrible and that I never wanted to perpetuate that growing up as like a white kid in the country. And um, I, as I said, I feel like this is why I could have I could go into a hip hop space and be so comfortable because I've never been uncomfortable around people regardless of where they're from, what they look like, how they speak. And um, further answering that question, I probably could see the DJ side of what I do as a career when I was little because I loved playing music. Um, but the production and the music videos and the, all of that, I look at photos of myself when I was small and I'm like, you I was such a little like weirdo. I don't think, um, <laughs> I don't know if I would have grown up to be cool enough to be in hip hop. And yeah, look at me now. I kind of got there. <laughs> so I caught Grace Chatter from Clean Bandit while she was having a bit of downtime. So I love how she sounds the most chilled during this interview. But I was surprised to learn that Clean Bandit have a few writing sessions lined up in Cape Town and Joburg with local artists. Let's take a listen. Well, we're going to be uh, writing for a few days in Cape Town and then a few days in Johannesburg as well. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of really different musical styles in each, uh, in each city. Um, one of the artists that I, I really love at the moment is Costa Titch. Um, oh, okay. So I'm really hoping to connect with him and then 
we're going to be uh, writing with um, Noble, who are uh, producers, songwriters um, that we're really excited about. But uh, but quite a few others, and yeah, I don't really know what I'm allowed to mention or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> As a member of She Said So locally as well as globally, this organization has a very special place in my heart. They champion women in the music industry tirelessly, and the She Said So Oasis uh, at this year's festival is going to be one for the books if Angela Weichel's description of it is anything to go by. Let's take a listen. The area that you've taken over at the festival was previously called the Ladies' Camp, for those who remember. And now it's been renamed the She Said So Oasis to include members of the LGBTQIA plus community. But in your words, what is the function of the She Said So Oasis, Ange? Yeah, so we... You know, it's the the space as it was before as the ladies camp was already extremely necessary. Um, and obviously with, without wanting to lose that, um, Daisy's also wanted it to like grow and become something that had a lot of impact and can have a long lasting impact outside of the just that festival weekend as well. You know, and obviously based just on the name, an oasis is like a place to go to in the middle of, you know, barrenness or chaos or whatever it is it's like this place that draws you towards it and so we wanted it to be an an inclusive and community-led space that is um you know especially for women and for the queer community you know we don't have to remind everyone that we live in a country that has like the highest gbv rates one of the highest in the world and that doesn't mean that you're going to a space that is unsafe but it's nice to know that you have a place that you can feel comfortable in, you can feel included in, and you can feel like you're around the people who understand you and accept you, and you get to have fun, and you get to feel like you're just with everyone who is part of, you know, the life and the identity that you embrace for yourself, you know, and I think that that's the, the, transitioning into making it a broader space and more inclusive is that everybody needs to be supporting each other. And it's, you know, it's not just about women anymore because of how closely we are all working together. Also, you know, gender is not that binary anymore and you have to take that into consideration. Mm. You also have to take into consideration, you know, that within the queer community, transgender um, individuals are also even more discriminated against. And if you're not um, treating all women as women, that you're also not taking, you're not um, really truly inclusive and diverse. So I think that we just saw the opportunity to create the space um, and graduated from just being a ladies' camp because you know there are so many more beautiful people that get to be part of this, and and you know it's just always going to be a fun vibe, you know. The first episode of this season took you behind the noise of Africa's premier festival with Shannon Falstar, Stain Entertainment and Daisy's GM, and her right hand, Ashley Kotzer, operations manager for Daisy's. And it was very insightful to listen to them talk about what happens on site after everybody goes home. Let's take a listen. And tell me what happens, because I I know when everybody leaves, right, 
and it's just the crew. How long do they <laughs> stay there? Firstly, is there an after party after the after party? <laughs> and and how how long does it take for everything to be struck down? Because that's also like a process. Yeah, absolutely. So a strike is about three weeks um, and we oh literally comb that ground. I mean, we have teams who we work with who go through every square meter of that entire Clough Minor State property and pick up every stompy and every little piece of paper or anything that's been left behind. Um, so we really make a lot of effort to make sure that the site is clean and looking mm. good by the time we leave. Um, yeah, and after party, Tequila, it makes me happy. you know, <laughs> the crew totally, they totally have a vibe after everybody leaves. I mean, they've been working so hard for this festival. We unfortunately never get to see it because we're then in Joburg. <laughs> but, but we do um, have an after party up here. So, I mean, <laughs> we get something. We're just so dead by the time we land at that after party that we almost want to, we want to die at that stage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can really keep your eyes open. Yeah, um, exactly. Live afterwards, yeah. And I think it's so cool for crew to be able to just like high five, cheers a beverage, and say mm -hmm. like congrats for what was an epic weekend. Um, yeah, it's it's such an experience for everyone, and I think yeah. it's such a it's like a relief, but it's also a really proud moment when we manage to get 100%. out of there. It's also such a special extended team that we have. You know, we, we've got people that have been with Daisies almost, you know, from the jump right at the beginning. And for all of them, it's like, it's like the family coming back together over that weekend. Mm. So for everyone to be able to sit back at the end of it and look at what we've achieved together, it's such a special moment for us and such a special moment for the people in these teams who have inevitably over the years, like they've really become our family, you know, they've become such a massive part of the team. A huge shout out to Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies, South Africa's biggest music and lifestyle festival. Head on over to rockingthedaisies.com for festival tips, tricks, info, and merch. For our growing back catalog of awesome, head on over to texttalks.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates. Also, make sure you follow Tex in the City on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all of your music news. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Text Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lurtz, and research and associate producer Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side. A huge shout out to Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies, South Africa's biggest music and lifestyle festival. Remember to follow Text Talks on socials and subscribe and rate on whatever platforms you stream your podcast on. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's text with a double X. <laughs> <laughs>